Welcome to the Roll for Combat Actual Play Podcast, where our intrepid adventurers are playing through the Pathfinder adventure, The Fall of Plaguestone. Join us every week as our daring adventurers face treacherous monsters and deadly obstacles on their quest to save a town from utter destruction. Lead on, listener. Your quest awaits. Hey everyone, welcome to Rule for Combat, The Fall of Plaguestone. I'm your host and GM, Steven Glicker, and this week, our crew continue their epic exploration of the keep, and decide this time they're going to go through the living quarters. So this is one of those dungeons that's sort of non-linear, and just to give you an idea of what it looks like, there's a northern part where kind of all the monsters and bad guys and evil stuff is, and then the southern part, which is the living quarters. Now, I'm not giving any spoilers, but I guess I kind of am, but they're going to be going through the southern portion, which is the living quarters aspect. And one thing that I'm not used to, because I've been playing with the same group, the same guys who are doing Dead Sons with me, for so long, they're what I would probably call loot mongers. They love loot. They will... Pick a room clean, or as we like to call it, Greyhawk of the room. They will literally take the furniture out of the room and sell it if they could. They will take every single aspect of that dungeon and sell it for loot. This group, on the other hand, doesn't do that. Not only do they not do that, but this is one of those adventures where key aspects of the adventure and key plot points are in the actual loot itself. So these guys, they just seem to like run through the dungeon as fast as possible, finding things to kill, and then just want to get to the next room, which really leaves me in a pickle because I'm trying to give them an idea of like what's going on which is difficult when you're not looting the rooms, and they're missing some really, really good stuff that will help them out in later fights that they're just blowing past. So I'm a little uh, rusty on this. I'm not exactly used to dealing with a group that doesn't like loot. In fact, I'm not used to this in any of my campaigns, let alone this campaign. Even when I do like Pathfinder Society or Starfinder Society, people still want loot. But these guys... They're like, oh, there's this really cool room that's filled with lots of cool stuff. Okay, let's just keep going, ignore it. I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> like, you don't want any of the cool loot that will help you out later? Don't you want to spend a little bit of time? But they really feel like they're on the clock and they just want to keep moving. And I have to commend them for that. But, you know, the adventure is written in a strange way. That's something else. The adventure is written in this way that, like, okay, you guys are on the clock and you need to really hurry up and find out what's going on. But here's all this loot that will take you hours to find and decipher what it is and figure out what you're doing with it. And that is a bit of a disconnect. I will blame that this adventure was written before second edition even came out. So it's a little bumpy in parts. I'd probably say that's the roughest patch of this adventure. And on top of that, they don't have an alchemist. And that's another big issue I have with this adventure is that if you were an alchemist, you would be loving this adventure to death. And almost all the loot at this point has all been alchemy loot. They really didn't spread the loot. I've seen this happen before where in adventure paths, sometimes they don't give loot for like thieves or monks or, you know, some of the other classes. But I've never seen it to this extent where all the loot is really for just one class. And if you don't have that class, then you're in trouble. 
again, I don't think this was done on purpose, but it definitely is a, it's a bit of a theme here. Anyhow, I just wanted to give you some feedback on what I thought of this adventure to date. If you ever do run this yourself, I would strongly suggest changing the loot tables up a bit, especially if you don't have an alchemist. There's just so much alchemy in this adventure. It kind of gets ridiculous, especially in this part, that you really should just mix it up and throw in a few other things. Although, something I will note is that some of these potions and alchemical items they get are extremely powerful and yeah you might have to be trained in martial weapons to actually use them effectively that doesn't mean you can't use them at all and it's uh it's worth trying to throw something just to see what happens because even splash damage can do some damage so we'll find out more about that in the near future Anyhow, back to some of the new shows, I did a little bit of math, and it seems like both the Dead Sons and the Plague Stone Adventures are going to be ending around the end of March 2020. They might even end the same week, which is really strange coincidence, but it might happen. I still am figuring out the math. But we are going to be starting two new podcasts in the near future. As I said, Extinction Curse, which you can listen to now. You can listen to us recording it live. We do it about once a week, usually early in the week. And if you become a $10 Patreon, you can listen to us recording it right now. If you become a $5 Patreon, you guys will get the adventure one week ahead of time before it's released to the general public. In addition, we're doing another podcast. This one I still don't have a lot of information on, but I will say it is the same group as Dead Sons, more or less. And this is going to be doing something completely new. This new podcast is going to be doing something completely unique. I don't want to get into it too much, but it's going to be unlike anything that's out there currently. I don't think there's a single actual play that is going to do what we're going to be doing, both in content and in structure. And I think you're really going to like it because it's uh, it's really going outside the box. And I know Paizo liked it so much that they're taking some of my ideas and they might be incorporating it into some of their products or at least some of their structure of the products. Again, this is like preliminary. Don't hold me to any of this. So we're still in initial discussions about this but so far they really like what i've outlined and we are discussing how that might be incorporated into some other pathfinder and uh, maybe even starfinder products but with that in mind that podcast we are also recording this week and i don't know if i'm going to let you listen to it live just yet because this is a special podcast and i haven't really given out too much information on it so the first couple of episodes might be a little rough as we're still figuring it out but that also should be uh, weekly or so that one might come out a little different schedule again i'm fooling around with that so once again do check out our patreon you can just go to patreon.wolfercomet.com if you want access to the episodes early as they're released or even better yet you can listen to us doing them live plus there's other cool things going on at the patreon at higher levels i can run a game for you if you want that's right i can run a game with you and your friends i can be the gm you can get cool free t-shirts and we're going to do unique t-shirts just for the patreon users that you can't get anywhere else and of course, we give out artwork every month, which is the high-res images, both from the podcast as well as supporting materials. And I think you're going to like all that. You can use it in your own games. Anyhow, let's get to this week's episode. Okay, you look around the guard tower. So this looks like the living quarters of that archer orc, as I said before. It has a couple of arrows and other things here. A couple of knickknacks like rope, candles, like little things. Nothing worth more than a couple of coppers. Sleeping area, toiletry, 
little personal area. That's about it. You go to the tower, the top of the tower, Prue. Yes, I'll climb the tower. Lauren Sieg is playing Prue Frosthammer, the half-orc spirit barbarian. You climb the tower. You just go up the ladder, and it is Yeah, a, I'm going to go up the ladder. You go up the ladder, you pop open the hatch, and it is a covered rooftop. And sure enough, this thing is designed to kill everyone and everything. There is a bucket, and inside the bucket looks like a good hundred arrows and lots of kill slots where you have an okay view of the um, of the palisade in front of you. But definitely, you could see why it was sort of easy for you to come up, come in because it's so high that it's not the greatest view. Like it's it's better to kill in the courtyard than the palisade. It really was not designed for that, which is why it was a little easier for you to sneak in. I'll call down the ladder that uh, it's pretty defensible up here. This would be a good place to barricade. All right, why don't we move up to the roof for now? Jason McDonald is playing Brixley Silverthorn, the gnome champion liberator. All right. Okay. Okay. Can all go to the roof. I don't know how Ember is going to climb a ladder. Since she's fire, how are you going to do that one? Brixley can carry her. Rob Tremarco is playing Cade Thistlerot, the halfling rogue thief. <laughs> I don't think Brixley can carry her. That's pretty funny, though. It's like it's like a cow. You know, cows can go upstairs, but they can't go downstairs. So it's like, okay, we got Ember up. Now what? Can't get her Then she stays down. in the room to warn us if anyone shows up. I guess we'll leave her in the room downstairs. I'm just thinking of like those circus shows where you see like the dogs climbing the ladders like with their little legs. It's gonna be like her like trying to climb up this wooden ladder, setting it on fire the whole way. It's like, oh that's nice. <laughs> yeah, having a cat on fire is a little bit of a liability. <laughs> Vanessa Hoskins is playing Celeste Carvasalon, the human angelic sorcerer. Okay. Cat just sort of looks up at you with longing eyes, Brixley, like a dog, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like whining. Hey, I don't control gravity here. She's still upset. She's looking at you with those big puppy dog eyes. She loves you. Aww. Okay. I'll say ten minutes go by. Cat's still alive. Very defendable position. Starting to get dark. What do you do? I'll treat wounds on myself real quick. All right. Here comes the one. I believe it. Come on, one. Eight or sixteen to do it. Yeah. Wow. That's 15 out of 16. Pretty good. Yeah. Too bad you didn't do that on Kate. Yeah. And Brixley, you just automatically heal for 18? Correct. Okay, Kate, you're almost healed. Are you going to wait another 10 minutes? I mean, probably... I don't see any reason not to. Okay. You wait 10 minutes. And everything seems to be okay. I don't hear anything going on yet. Um, I guess you can do the heal again. All right, 20 minutes of going. Goodbye. Kate is completely healed. Prue's completely healed. Brix is completely healed. Celeste is completely healed. Healed. And Ember is still upset at Brixley. Okay, and we spent another 30 minutes, right? I think this was 20. 
You sent 20. 20. If you want to spend another 10 so that you're all fresh up, you can if you wish. It um, would give me my uses of um, guidance pack for myself and Prue. And having that land hands was invaluable in the last fight. It's probably worth it. Yeah, yeah. worth it. Ooh. Okay, you wait around. It's getting dark, and Kate thinks he's hearing shuffling of some sort going on downstairs, somewhere off in the distance, echoing through I the. Uh, I hear the, shuffling. The uh, the castle or the the fort. I hear the shuffle shuffles. I'll go down and take a look. But so far, so good. Ember just, like, putting her ears up. Nothing's happening so far. Like, the doors aren't opening or anything. I'll head down to the first landing. Okay. Ember's there. She greets you. She starts trying to lick you, but that's going to start giving you fire damage. What do you do? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm going to back off the kitty. Kitty looks upset. That's a good cat. I'll come down as soon as I have my lay on hands again. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Cat's just sort of sitting there, sitting next to Prue, looking at you. She wants you to pet her. That's nice. Yeah, we need like one of those back scratching sticks so that yeah. you guys could pet her remotely without getting burned. Made of made of steel. I mean, that would get really hot. You could probably use your warhammer with, with a wood handle, sort of like scratch her mm. the back of her ears gently. Yeah, I don't want to risk it. Wow, that's harsh. We live in a harsh world. Obviously. Okay, she's just sitting there looking at you with those puppy dog eyes waiting for you to pet her. And she just lies down and she's bored. Uh, 30 minutes go by, you don't hear the movement anymore. And everything seems to be good and it is dark out. Which means it is, I mean it already is pitch black in here. But just let you know it's now going to be dark everywhere. Which means Celeste has been sitting there in the dark up in the tower. Since the light no, she came. Oh, I came down. I must not have hit the button to talk. But yeah, no, I've come down with everyone else. All right, that's the one thing you got, Ember. You got a built-in light source. That's true. It's nice. It's like a my light, light spell on you know, my light spell on Prue's weapon will last all day too. Oh, I know. I'm just thinking where she is. It 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 matters a little. I mean, I'm usually not so much a stickler on light, but it's pitch black and you can't see. So I am going to be a little. Uh, I'm going to pay attention to it. How about that? This adventure is confusing me. Like, I don't understand how you would get through it without heal spamming in between every fight. That's Pathfinder 2nd Edition. I just think that's just the way it is. It's a little bit... I mean, it's... Okay, if you're going to go balance, you can either have five-day adventuring... Sorry, five-minute adventure days where, okay, I used up all my spells in five minutes, we fought someone, let's go home and rest. Or... You do this, which is encounter, rest, encounter, rest, encounter, rest. I mean, this is kind of what you do in video games. I think it's the lesser of the two evils because at least you get to keep going. I mean, otherwise, you know, what else would you do? I mean, if you run out of things without... And you know how much Paizo hates spelling a can. They hate healing wands more than poison. They, they boy, do they hate healing wands. They really hate them. I wouldn't mind a healing wand about now. I mean, one extra heal a day would be really nice, yeah. I know. But that's, I mean, think about it. We just buy healing wands and then, okay, we just heal up, keep going. So they basically did what everyone was doing. Yeah. But but they're just doing it over, okay, instead of you doing it in one minute, it just takes you an hour. So it's. A, I think it's a good compromise. Well, are we ready to go see what that noise was? Yep. 
All right, I'll head down the stairs. You open the door. Pitch black. Once again, you see this reception hall. There's a carpet on the floor. There's double doors to the east. And on the curved wall, there's that painting of the nearby area. Hmm. Do we want to check the double doors for traps? You I sure so. bet I do. The door appears to be... Actually, I was wrong about this. The cave was completely pitch black, but inside this fortress, there are sputtering torches on the walls. These are not ever-burning, just regular torches, so I apologize. The ceiling is about eight to nine feet high. This door appears to not be locked nor trapped. It's not locked or trapped, crew. All right, uh... I'll step up to the door. I'll put my back up against the wall and I'll push the door open with one arm. They pull in. Oh, well, then I'll pull the door open. You pull the door open. Cade can see in, not you, since it goes towards you. I look in. The chamber appears to be a small study of some sort. To the north is a stairwell that ascends to double doors. To the south, a stone door set into the curved wall of the fortress's structure opposite of this entrance 20 feet to the east you see a bookshelf filled with books otherwise this room appears to be empty all right i'll step in you feel a faint breeze as you step in i attack you the look birds. around <laughs> you, you attack the, <laughs> you attack you attack the darkness i mean you attack the wind i mean you attack the air but nothing is there I'm going to make you paranoid about the very air around you before I'm done with this campaign. Nothing happens. It's just the wind. Well, it seems safe in here. I'm looking around, looking for suspicious things like anything trapular. Give me a little more specifics. There's stairs, there's doors to the north, there's doors to the south, there's bookshelf. Give me a little more detail. Which one are you looking at? Uh, First, I look at the doors. And see if there are any peepholes, trap holes, arrow holes. Okay, the door to the south is a door made of stone. It does not appear to be trapped nor locked. There's double doors to the north. Those doors also open into the chamber. The door to the south opens into the tower. There's do not appear to be trapped and also appear to be unlocked. And you look through the bookshelf. The bookshelf is packed with books about alchemical lore. It's quite extensive. Is there one book that's just like a lot less dusty than the rest? And when you pull on it, it opens a secret room? They all appear to have the same amount of dust, but you can start pulling on books if you wish. This is going to turn into a Scooby-Doo adventure with Ember playing the part yeah. of Scooby. Am I? <laughs> That's cute. I'm I am going to abstain from pulling on all of the books. Okay. There appears to be about 30 bulk worth of books. It's quite large. And they're all on alchemical lore. Is that like 300 books? Is that how that maths out? Approximately. That's a lot of books. That's all right. Are we ready for the next room? Sure. Do we want to go to north through the double doors or south through the stone door in the rounded wall? I'm betting that the south door will eventually lead us out. 
So it might yeah, be South good seems more like it's the outer defenses, which yeah. there might be something to said for clearing out what's behind us. No, I agree with that. It gives us gives us avenues of escape if we need it. All right, I'll go up to the south door, and I'll try that door. The door is made of stone. Opens into the room. Do you push it? I don't like the way you asked that, but yes, I'll I, push it. Have I, I just one already checked? Yeah, you I, checked that one. You yeah, I thought it. you did. Okay. You try to open the door, and although Kate thought it was unlocked, he was wrong. As it pushes in a little bit, then gets stuck. It actually is locked. There's a weird lock. All right. The, the bronze key won't work, right? You can try. I didn't say that. We try it. Put the bronze key in. It does not appear to work. Then picking it, I go. Okay. Roll that thievery check. You roll a four for 15. You do not pick the lock successfully. Try again. Keep keep going. 21. Click. One cylinder down. Still not open. Seven for 18. I need a little bit, a little bit of help. Everyone's looking around, Mike. Whoever's in there is definitely hearing this guy opening this door. Keep going. Five for 16. You know, I'm starting to see this pattern, Rob. You indoors. Not a good combination. Uh, well, if a five and a six, if a five and a seven ain't going to do it, a six ain't going to do it either. Look at these rolls. Hey, Aha. look at that. A 12 for 23. Click. Soldier number two. Got one more to go, though, buddy. Oh, for Pete's sake. Oh, he breaks his lockpick. I got plenty. I got plenty. Hold on. <laughs> As he rolls a natural one. Click. He's like, whoopsie. Oh, two? two. It's not much better. He almost breaks another one, but he's okay. He's all right. What's happening? I don't understand. Oh, not there 20. we go. You rolled. That's not a nat 20. You rolled a nine for a 20. A nine plus 11 is 20. A dirty <laughs> 20. That. Not a dirty 20. Um, click, you open it. You're like, see? No problem. As like pieces of the lock fall out of the keyhole. Your lock fall out of the keyhole. Okay, do you try to open it now? Now try and open it. You know, it's not that I didn't think you'd be able to open it. Because of course you will. But it's just funny. <sighs> the door swings open to reveal a well-appointed lounge. Off to one side, a pair of padded chairs sits in front of a fireplace lit with faintly glowing embers. Two bookcases flank the fireplace along the curved wall. They're filled with tomes, scrolls, and assortment of odd and esoteric objects. Nearby, a staircase goes up to a second level, and a door stands partially open, leading to a kitchen. Is it just me, or is this a little swanky for this area? It's nice. I bet we'll probably find whoever's in charge this way, though. All right, I'll walk into the room. Wow, you really walked in. You boldly walk into the center of the room. It's quite nice in here. You feel out of place, Prue. I do. Nothing happens, though. Another door, you say? This one's already open, I think. Is it? Yeah, there's a door that's slightly ajar to the south going into the kitchen. Time for me and Kitty to get in here. All right, uh, I'll finish opening the door to the kitchen and look in. You open the door. Oh my gosh, it's adorable. What? Dirty pots and pans are piled high on the table in the center of this room, obscuring the view of the fireplace that sits beyond. 
Something in this kitchen is making a terrible racket. It sounds like a wooden spoon clattering against an iron pot. You see a tiny, fat creature with wings, a big nose, tiny eyes, huge cheeks, a little bitty mouth, a long tail, and a tuft of red hair busily cooking against the fireplace. And it doesn't seem to see you yet. And it is busy working while Prue has opened the door and it's just sort of like going about its business. What do you do? Uh, I'm going to just casually step to the side and I'm going to like do the finger thing where you point your two fingers at your eyes and then back in the room so everybody can see there's something to look at. Kate, go up there, Kate. My jacket. Go on. I'm going. Kate's going up the staircase? What? You said go up there. No, up to the door, Simon. Oh, the door. The one that Prue just lied on? I, 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 I look at it. I look at it. It's like flopping around clumsily on its wings. And as Cade walks in, or doesn't walk in, Cade walks up to I, the door. I stealthily walk up to the door, correct. You stealthily walk up to the door, and then it sees you and it goes, Ah! Hey, hey, it's okay. Uh-oh. It throws a pot of hot soup at you, and it misses by a mile. Roll for combat! Oh, well, Cade goes first, and this thing goes way last. Are we committing murders on it? Well, it just was panicked and saw you and threw a hot soup at you that it was, like, cooking. It missed by a mile. Now, you're in encounter mode, but you tell me what you want to do. If you don't want to fight it, you don't have to, but you're I, now in rounds. I will slowly go up t- into the room, hands up, not holding a weapon. Hey, hey, don't want any trouble. You're just the cook. We don't want any trouble. We were attacked by some orcs, so we're just poking around. We'll leave you alone. Are you okay? You're not going to yell or do anything rash? Okay. You're done? I think I think I'm done. Prue's up. Prue can't see anything because. Uh, but wall. I can hear, I can hear Cade though. So, I think I think my best is I'm just I'm just gonna, I'm gonna ready in action. I'm gonna ready to move in and start swinging if I if I hear Cade shouting. Celeste is up. Uh, okay. Celeste is gonna move to the door and try and calm it down. Hey, hey there, little guy. It's okay. We're um, we're not gonna harm you unless you make us. We we you know we like. What are you? Uh, can I try diplomacy? Well, that's what I thought I tried. Um, I didn't get the chance to roll. Well, you don't get the roll. Okay, we'll find out if it works. Okay. Brixley's up. Since everyone else is focusing on the creature in the kitchen, I'm going to keep an eye. I'm going to move to the bottom of the stairs here and draw my rapier and just kind of keep an eye on the stairs. Okay. Do you do anything with the kitty? I'm going to leave kitty at the door in case anyone comes in behind us. Okay, this thing looks at you and is freaking out and looks like it's just trying to do everything in its power to just get out of this room. So let's have some fun, shall we? It is going to try to tumble through Cade's space and fly past him. I am unarmed. Like I did not. I put my weapon away. And my hands are up, so I don't think. I, mean, I guess I'm 
I don't want to. I would not choose to hit it if it goes by. Okay, I will let well, it go. It can fly. It can I mean, go fly above you. Like you don't have an attack of opportunity, but you could still block its path. I guess. Well, that's kind of. It's uh, it is going to be up at the Put ceiling. Put out the goalie like, pad as high as possible, and it's really tiny. But I will say that Celeste is in its way, and Celeste can try to block it. It's going to try to move past you. She doesn't know what it's about yet, so yeah, she's going to be cautious and try to block it. Okay, so it tries an acrobatics check against your reflex DC. What is your reflex DC? Uh, reflex DC is 17. Okay, that's pretty good. Let's see. Tries. Rolls a 7, because <laughs> it only has a plus 5. Critical so, failure. Critical failure. Uh, it just ends... And there's no, there's nothing for a critical failure. And it's like, rah, 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 rah. it tries again. And it's not an attack, so it could just keep doing it. So that's true. It tries once again. Almost 16. But Celeste is like, whoa, whoa, calm down, kitty. Calm down, little creature. And it fails. So I'm going to put it next to you, Cade, but it's like on top of you. And it's trying right. to get out of here. It's not attacking you, it's just trying to get out. It doesn't say anything, and if it can talk, it doesn't seem to be paying attention, or you didn't seem to have any reaction from what you said to it. Eat her up. It's flying right above your head. Hey, hey, just calm down. Can I have some soup? And I go to where he was making some soup. Is there any left? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of food there. It's actually, was cooking a very nice meal. I, I taste the soup. Okay. It's really hot. But... That's fine. As long as it's, you know, even if it's passable, I'll be like, "Oh, this is delicious! How did you make this, little guy? It's really good. It's really good." Like, can I make another some sort of deception, persuasion, diplomacy? Ooh. Yeah, you you try, and when you sip the soup, you're surprised how hot it is, and you're like, "Ooh, yeah, it's really good. It really is good." Like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, didn't quite pull it off. But it actually is good because it ain't turnips. Uh, Prue's up. <laughs> okay, I can kind of see that Celeste is blocking and trying to intercept it if it gets past. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put my flail away and I'm going to ready to snatch it if it gets past Celeste. What is that? I'm just going to, you know, like take my take my mitts and just like try to grab it out of the air if it gets past her. That'll be a grab. It's a it's a really good action to do a grapple check. Grapple. There we go. Um, Celeste goes. Uh, See, it messes you up thing. is that it's so damn cute. It's like so cute. How can you hurt it? It's so you cute. could shut the door. Its name is Pergy too. Pergy, you so cute. Oh, that is a good point. Um. Yeah, I think we should... Let's just lock it back in here. I don't think it can get out on its own. Uh, Celeste is going to cast hmm, Guidance on Prue, because she's going to grab it, and then that's one action, and then she's going to ready an action to close the door if Cade leaves. Come on, come on, let's just lock it in here. Fine. Bricks is up. Um, I don't really have anything to do, so I'm just going to hold off. It's just... Uh... Flying around and sees what you did. It's actually in the square. And doesn't care. It's just trying to get right past Celeste again. That is an 18. I believe that's Yeah. 
That does. But Prue gets the triggered action. So it flies through the square, and then Prue can try to grapple. It's an athletics check against the Fortitude DC. So give me your athletics check, Prue. Hopefully it has a low fortitude. This will find down. Hey. Damn. 24. You grab it. <laughs> and they just hold it close and go, shh, 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 it's okay. It's okay. So what happens when you grab it? And see, now it gets weird. It becomes weird. flat-footed and immobilized. And no, but like in terms to... of... But it's still its turn, so it can try to escape immediately. Yeah, it can try to escape immediately. Uh, Yeah, I think so. It gains the grab condition until the end of your next turn, unless you move or it escapes. So it can try to escape. So it can try its athletics against... Cruise athletics DC. Well, it could do athletics or acrobatics. You could do either one. So we'll just do Sounds about acrobatics right. to try to get out of it. It's like, rah! It's like all freaking out. Like, So that's a 16... Nope, my athletics DC is 19. And try one more. Oh, that's an escape, so it's actually going to get a minus 5 to this, but doesn't care. Oh, that was a good roll. 14, but nope, it's stuck. You got it. It's all freaking out. When I talk to it, I talk to it in Orcish. Heads up. Alright, I leave the room. I guess throw him back in there and then lock the door. You done? I mean, I'll be next to Celeste, I guess, and ready in action to close the door if Prue puts him back in there. Well, you're going to find out because Prue's up, and Prue's got a little tiny screaming flying thing. All right, I'm going to tell him in Orcish, all right, little guy, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you back where you came from, and I'm going to just gently just toss him in the room and, and give Cade the, the nod to shut the door. Okay, you toss him in. You slam the door closed. The door opens out, yep. so you could actually do that. All right, great. And then you hear you hear like a little bit of banging uh, in the door, but not very gentle because it's it's a tiny, tiny little thing and cute. And then you just hear like pots and pans and things kind of like going around, going on in there. But it sounds like it might be trapped. You're not sure. All right. Well, should put something in front of the door so it doesn't escape. Might have been trying to warn someone. Now I've got soup all over my hands. Ah, <sighs> prestidigitation. The soup is pretty good, though. Since it opens uh, into the into our room, can we just put a chair up against the door? Sure. I'm just going to move a chair against the door. You drag over one of the puffy chairs, prop it up against the door, and it seems to be stuck in there. And you don't hear much going on in there. It calmed down, you think. Make sure we remember to let it out when we're done here. <laughs> okay. Hey, um, what, up the stairs? I guess that was just the kitchen. Not super useful for ending town ending plots. Although maybe it's where they cooked up their plants. But I'm tis. We could use the room if we have to sift through any evidence. Well, there's still the staircase going up. We might probably want to check that out, too. Yeah, let's go up there. Yeah, check it out. This does seem like the living quarters for a VIP. A personal chef and everything. Alright, uh, I guess I'll go upstairs. Can I do a check to recall knowledge after the fact and figure out what that thing was? Sure. So Celeste isn't super smart, but she has half of the 
skills required um, for identifying things. She has occultism and religion. I've got Arcana if we need it. Yeah, you know what that was? That was a humunculus. Tiny little itty bitty humunculus. What do we know about homunculuses? They know common, but they can't speak. There's one thing hmm. you know, they're pretty interesting. They can't they're immune to bleed, death, disease, doomed, drained, fatigued, healing, necromancy, not lethal, paralyzed, poisoned, sickened, and unconscious, because they're constructed. They sometimes have poison, which is kinda nasty. But the worst part of it all is that they can't speak, but they have a telepathic link to its creator of like a quarter of a mile and can tell whatever it sees or hears. Oh, well, dang. Well, if it's linked to Villery, it's probably already told her everything she needs to know about us. Yeah, we just announced ourselves. That was a cute one. Though it wouldn't have seen it wouldn't have seen me and Kitty though, so she doesn't know our full numbers. Yeah, you're not exactly sure. It obviously was not trying to attack you, it was just trying to get out. So you go up the spiral staircase and it goes into a small hall with another nice carpet and a set of double doors leading to the north. Okay, I'll stack up on the door and wait for Cade's thing. Yep. Okay, you walk in, and the curved wall of this fortress here is covered in paintings of an elven woman of a natural beauty with raven hair, fully green eyes, a mischievous smile dancing across her lips. That's, like, painted on the wall. There's hmm. a couple of these rooms that you're starting to see this is not uncommon. Is this somebody? It's a woman of some sort. It's a historical woman or just a painting of a woman? Well, it's a woman, as I said, elvish, unnatural beauty, raven hair, fully green eyes, and a fun little smile on her lips. Who has what? Brixley, what do you have? In terms of skill? Lore. I have heraldry lore. I don't know if that helps. I have hunting and underworld lore. <laughs> I have warfare. No. But Brixley... I have heraldry and turnip lore. <laughs> Turnips. Is she a turnip? No. Brixley thinks she knows who she is. Because Brixley has been hanging out a lot and going through books when he was checking out like the history of the town and stuff. You think this was Villery's mother... The one who tried to save the town, who they keep calling a witch. I think this might be Villery's mother. I'll tell everyone else. Silwith. Just based on descriptions in the town history and such. So I think this must be Villery. This is probably Villery's apartment. So in front of you is a set of double doors. There's a nice little carpet in front of you. And this just seems to be like a little reception hall that leads to another room to the north. What do you do? I'm going to wait for the all clear. I check any door that needs checking. You check the door to the north. What is your perception? Nine. Nine. Yeah, you, you notice there's a, there's a trap on this door. Door's trapped, everybody back up. I back up. Yeah, I'm going to go down. I'm going to look back down the stairs, or actually on the, little, on the stairs going up a little bit to kind of get out of the way. I like how everyone's like, there's a trap. Everybody leave. Now I look at the trap and I see if I can disarm it. Is this a guidance situation? I don't know. I don't think uh, so. I think 
How many actions does it take to disable it? Two. So I can help you on one of them. No, you can't, because you can't help. It has to be one action. The whole action, right. Mm -hmm. What? No, it's it takes two rounds to disable it? No, it's two actions. But okay, well, you uh, this, it lasts one round, so... Oh, okay. Okay, I didn't know if it was one round or one action. I thought it was one oh, action. Oh, then for both skill checks, it will be a plus okay. one. Is that right? Um, Actually, I can't give it to you for another 30 minutes. All right, forget it. Well, I'll say, like, ten minutes have gone by since you've tried to do this. Oh, is that you trying to disable the trap already? That was quick. So, you look at the trap, and you see compartments in the ceiling are rigged to drop freezing alchemical liquids into the entire room if the door was opened without the key. You believe that you could successfully open the door with that check without setting off the trap. Okay, and does the bronze key work in here as well, or no? One or the other. You, you That's not what you were doing. You were trying to... The, no, 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 no. I, I, will, I will disable the trap regardless. Okay. I just want to know. I'm just curious if the bronze key fits. I would tend to doubt it since that guy, that giant ogre dude had it, and I don't think this is his room. Okay, you disable the trap. You think successfully... And you try to put the bronze key in, and it does not fit. Okay, that's fine. I think I got the trap, guys. But don't don't get too close. There's stuff in the ceiling will drop, and it's all freezy alchemical. So I will unlock the door if it's locked. Could we just? Could I just reach up and just hold the bottles in place? They're in the ceiling. Well, it's nine feet above you. Oh, and, nine feet. I'm not that tall. Yeah, and it's um liquid, so you have no idea how that's supposed to work. He thinks he's got it. Basically, he thinks he's got the mechanism that will not trigger the trap. He, like, unhooked it. So it should be okay. Okay. I think I'm good, but just be careful. However. Stay, stay back. The door is still locked, though. All right. I will. Disabled, well, you just disabled the trap. You did not disable the lock. I now will disable the lock. <laughs> 14. Nope. But it doesn't break anything. And the good news is nothing happened. So you think the trap is successfully disabled. Ugh. 16 ain't going to cut it either. 19, 19? ain't going to cut it either. I really wish you rolled these when you're trying to disable the trap. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I know you were. I never get to set off traps. There you go. 30. 30. Critical success. You hear two clicks. The door's still not open. And one more tumbler so, to go. One more tumbler. Okay. There you go. Clicked. The door can be opened. All right, it's unlocked. All right, I'll push the door open. Okay, you push open the door. The door is open to reveal a bedchamber with a large bed opposite the door, flanked by a desk and a dresser. The heady scent of lilac hangs heavy in the air, emanating from a cone of incense that is still smoking faintly. Hmm. I'm going to step into the room. There's another door to the southwest currently closed that leads to what you think is a small room. Anything going to kill us in there? Only the smell from what it looks like. Wait, we've been through a sewage cave, orc barracks, and you're saying this smell is going to kill you? I don't like it. Mm, Let's look around. Check under the bed. Okay. You walk in and... 
I just said I'm going to stand guard on the landing since we know from the homunculus stuff that she could know we're here. Got it. Okay, this room is pretty big. There's a lot of stuff in here. What are you going to do? Search it. Search the room. Check her closet. Under the bed. In the bed. Are you going to, like, jump around like a little boy? Not yet. Okay. You open up the dresser. It's filled with robes and work aprons. You open up the desk. It's filled with personal effects and correspondence. And a chest. There's a door to the southwest. Do you open that? I don't open anything. I check up a trap, so. I'm going to have my weapon out. It does not appear to be trapped. And it is open. All right. I'll creak it open. Congratulations. You found the bathroom. Oh. All right. Start searching. Okay. Cade, tell me if there's any daggers in the bathroom. <sighs> Fine. Celeste looks through the dressers. And the clothes are of good make, but not appears to be particularly valuable. As she continues to look through the dresser drawers, she finds a couple of elixirs of some sort. There is a chest in the corner as well. A chest, you say? A chest, you say? A chest, I say. That could very well be trapped. Two elixirs, you say? Elixirs, I say. That is where the chest is, over there. Go to the chest. It does not appear to be trapped, and it does not appear to be locked. Neither locked nor trapped. I open the chest. Inside the chest, you find three sacks. I inspect sack number one. Sack number one has gold, silver, and copper in it. Cha-ching. Sack number two? Has more gold, silver, and copper... And below the sack, you noticed some more potions and some weird bags. Uh, Weird bags? I start handing the money bags out. uh, Sack number three. Mm -hmm. More jingly jing. Gold, silver, copper. Hand them over, and then I check out the weird bags. The weird bags. You'll need some alchemicalist of some sort. So there's one, two, three, four, five, six alchemical bottles in here, three in the dresser, two odd-looking bags. Someone with alchemical background would be able to maybe figure these out. Are those Tanglefoot bags? Somebody with an alchemical background might be able to figure that out. Okay. If that's none of us, then we pocket them and... We'll take them out of here one day. Oh, they can no, be so No, it's exactly useful. one person. It's Pro. Pro can do it. Yeah, but it takes, what, ten minutes each one to figure out what it is? Well, you figure out one, you figure out all of them, right? Are they all the same? Do they look like any of the ones that we currently have? Are they labeled and tell us exactly what's in them? <sighs> None of them look like anything you've seen before. One looks different. Two look the same. Four look the same. Those two weird-looking bags look similar, and two more potion thingies look the same. So it looks like there's a total of one, two, three, four, five things that need identifying. Um, The good news is, while you're doing that, Cade's, like, counting up the coin, and there is a whopping 53 gold pieces, 86 silver pieces, and 416 copper pieces in there. 
We're rich. If only there was somewhere to spend it all. That's a lot of money. We're going to buy this town. Right out from Uncle Torgy's nose. Welcome, welcome to Thistlerotburg. Thistleburg. Well, we still have one area left. All right. There was also tons of correspondence. There's a lot here. So, oh, I mean, I guess take some papers because if they're, they'll prove some. Can we go through them and see like how much evil she wrote down? Yeah, uh, sure. we can definitely do that. Yeah, right. Okay. Sure. It'll probably take you about ten minutes to go through the, some of these entries to uh, get a good understanding of what they're written about. You look through the correspondence and you find Halid's letters confirming the delivery of various shipments of alchemical reagents. Do you wish to continue reading them? Uh, yeah, it might give us a clue as to what she's trying to do, which might help us stop her. Cool. You spend a little bit more time going through it. You find another piece of parchment that contains a timeline of dates and notable occurrences. Near the bottom, it shows the date that Bort's caravan arrived in town. With the note, quote, tied up loose end, merchant, no longer quotes. Uh. All right. Between the kill order and the confirmation order coming here, I think that pretty much proves that she ordered this hit on Bart. However, underneath that, there's two entries. One's dated yesterday and reads, the last reaction is in place. The final entry does not have a date listed. That spot is blank. But it reads, quote, Mother Avenged, unquote. Uh-oh. Well, that's not ominous at all. Oh, no. It's pretty great that it's on a to-do list, though. I think that means that we're heading back to town as quick as we can. Um, I don't know. Are there still stairs going up, or are those the stairs going back down? Those are the stairs going back down. Oh, okay, those are the stairs going back down, sorry. During that ten minutes, Prue could try to figure out one of these potions... There's, I'm kind see. of I'm I'm kind of engrossed in going through the letters too though. Like it only needs one person, but it's up to you. Or two people, I'll say. I mean I'm not a book smart kind of guy, but I mean Do we know it. what the thing is gonna do? I don't think running back to town's gonna help unless we know what the thing's gonna do, so we might as well learn all we can. Maybe and there was clue? still that and there was also still that path to the north that we didn't really investigate. Oh yeah, there's definitely more of this keep. Yeah, if we're done up here, let's go back down and uh, check out that room to the north. I think you've already checked the door, right? Yes. I'll stack up on the door and get ready to open it. Oh, you're going all the way back down there? All the way back down. Okay, you go all the way back down. I'm just saying, like, the lounge area that you were just in, there's tons of books and papers in that room, too. Oh, okay. I mean, we can't take them all now. We take the relevant pieces and the money maybe at the very least we should clear the rest of the keep first and make sure we're you know see if make sure we're out of enemies yeah for sure but then but then once we're clear maybe we do want to try to figure out what her plan is rather than just randomly running back to town right yeah and if we can find her we might be able to question her and find out i don't know villains like to spout out their evil plots when they're cornered well especially if it's revenge for our mother so I feel Especially that. if it's already in place, quote-unquote, and she doesn't think there's any way to stop it. Yeah, she's got the Ozymandi- Ozymandias thing going. I already did it 20 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, that's. I'm just thinking, why is Jason saying that? Because you know he won in that, right? <laughs> Alright, my analogy's a little bit flawed. Or, <laughs> at least like I, or at least I certainly hope it's flawed. 
It's like, oh, I hope it's like Osman. I didn't say I hope. I didn't say I hope. I just said it might be. You, you, you came to stop me. It's too late. Literally. <laughs> okay. Well, if we're all ready, I'll open this door. Yeah, I already checked it. You open the door. Dun, dun, dun. More doors. More doors. And it looks like a fountain. Oh, we can't walk in. Because one does not simply walk into more doors. Oh, uh, yes, that is true. Standing <laughs> at one end of this long chamber is a marble statue of an elven woman holding a flask. She is dressed in a flowing gown and liquid tears streak down her cheeks into a small pond surrounding the statue's base. Other than the faint burbling of water, this chamber is peaceful and still. You see a set of double doors to the north, you see a door to the east, and you see the beautiful fountain of water to the west with two columns in front of the fountain. And we'll stop right there. All right. Cool. I wish we could have made friends with Pergy, but he's too weird and crazy and constructed. Yeah. He got a happy little face, though. He has a happy face, which I thought was I thought I was going to go in and be his best pal. His face kind of looks like a blobfish. Yeah. yeah. He, 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 they don't talk, though. That's the problem. Well, he would have gestured cutely at me, and it would have been great. Like like the little Yoda baby. Yeah, but they're homunculuses, and they don't... Um, talk to anyone else except like they, they, they're just, they're literally designed to serve their masters and that's it. Like they're, they're hundred percent loyal. He thought he was a cute little cute little cute boy. He's pretty cute. In fact, he's he's too cute to survive in this yeah. harsh world. He's he's too cute to have him non-interactive with the PCs. The thing is, it's like. I like to do the non-combat rules, and I feel like in the old game, no one did them because they were such a pain in the ass. But they're so much easier in this. It's a catch-22. I'm like, wow, they're so much easier to do in this game. Let's do them. Uh, how do you do them? <laughs> like, well, that's the other part. No one knows because I haven't played enough, so I have to look them all up. I know it's a check against some other check, but I do like that one because that one... It worked well with the wolf fight when you guys blocked it in and pushed um, Brixley out of the way. And it works well here because they managed to get out of the room. So still no hero points spent. We're saving them for when we die. Mm-hmm. Which is the only smart thing to do in this scenario where literally every encounter is deadly. No, not every. You were doing pretty well against those birds. I mean, bad rolls equal big problem. True. So let's see, those birds were worth 40 XP each, and let's see, you got past the level 0 Humunculus, that was 15 XP, you got past the level 4 Hazard, which is 12 XP, <laughs> it's like hazards are worth like nothing, it's kind of weird how that works, they're worth really small amounts of XP. That is kind of weird. Yeah, anyhow, but oof. Boy, I wish that hit. Let's just see. Let's just see what would happen. I like to do that. Just just, just for fun. It would have done a freezing alchemical slurry is dumped into the room, dealing 4d6 cold damage to everybody with a DC 20 basic reflex save to get half. It's not too bad. 17 points of damage to every single person. 
including the cat. Ow. I actually would have done extra damage because it's cold. So. <laughs> Brooks just. Oh. Would have done uh, 22 points of damage. Poor to Kitty. The cat. Kitty would not be happy. <laughs> no, Kitty would not have liked that. I'm just kidding. I just like this. I mean, thing. I could have done a big AoE heal. But it would have only healed 13. There you go. Oh. Wait, one and seven. Like the what seven. Ugh. Yeah, that was a bad roll. A one and a two. A well, good thing it didn't happen. It's going slow in this area. I guess you guys are really taking your time. You guys are going yeah. really tiptoey. I'm I'm just saying if I was playing the tank, we'd be done. We might be dead, but we'd be done. <laughs> uh, really? I don't know. I I get antsy. I'm just like, all right, standard operating procedure. Rogue checks the door, checks if it's locked. We move forward. Cool. What's in here? Nothing's going to kill us. Next room. You know, I mean, you oh, take the, it the in. John take... Stats method minus checking the door for traps. Oh, yeah. He doesn't bother. That's so checking the door. That's for suckers. John is some, John is nothing's happened in five minutes. I need to open a door. I, I feel that way a little bit. I mean, I want to go in and savor the room and ooh and ah, but like, all right, cool, let's move on. We'll say you guys are blowing past a lot of things. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say anything else. A lot in those rooms. We're not blown past it. We're blown past it. I mean, I think we're probably li very likely to go back and check the papers and stuff after. Yeah, of course. After we're safe. There's still an orc with a bow and arrow in here sure. somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, there's got to be at least one live orc left because they're. That's true. That's true. Unless, unless it committed some sort of ritual suicide or something. Yeah, it's it's somewhere. You guys also went backwards, and uh, it's not that I guess the order you're gonna go, but I kind of guess. And I thought you were gonna go north, so I was a little more prepared for that. And you're like south. I'm like, oh wait, oh whoa, oh, oh. had to look up the notes. I was like, wasn't prepared for that mentally. Uh -oh. So. I mean, it's fine. It's just different because uh, obviously South is very touristy. Well, there's a lot of good information, so that's good. I'm sure there's more stuff in that comfortable lounge and in the study that we're all hunkered in right now. But, like, is it worth stopping to do that when, I don't know, from a character perspective, like we said, there's at least a couple of orcs that survived. Vilri may or may not be around here somewhere. Like, we're in real danger. True. And you guys haven't even fought anything hard yet. Uh, That's those cute. Birds are no, those birds are pecking my eyes out with their air beaks. That is nothing. Those are CR four. Those are CR threes. Those are CR threes. We're level three. Oh, that's not insignificant. All I'm gonna say is when you see something, you're gonna know when to start using. <laughs> you're gonna know when to start pulling out all those heels. It's a Jason moment adventure. That's all I'm gonna say. You've been listening to Roll for Combat, a Pathfinder actual play podcast. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at RollForCombat.com. You can also find us and play various role-playing games on our Discord channel at Discord.RollForCombat.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and other social media platforms. You've been listening to Roll for Combat. Until next week, if you run out of range of your party healer, it's your own damn fault, and you deserve to die. <laughs>